You know, I get the question all the time. Conrad, I know you help people save money and you help people refinance, but could you actually help me buy a house? Yeah, buddy. Come on now. Buywithconrad.com is your hookup. And let me give you a heads up. You don't need a huge down payment to buy a house in 2022. In fact, you may not need a down payment at all. There are still loan programs out there that can get you out of your apartment and into a brand new house with no money down. And I know it sounds too good to be true, but buddy, we're doing it pretty routinely. And you don't have to be a veteran, but yeah, we can still help our veterans get into a house with no money down. But more importantly, we're going to help you get on the path to buy a house this year. You see, a lot of times we have these conversations and folks say, well, I've got a little bit of time left on my lease, or I'm not sure exactly when I'll be ready, or how much of a down payment do I need to save up? My advice, don't get ahead of yourself. Let's start the pre-approval process. Let's know what your new house payment could look like. You'll tell us how much down payment you want to have. Maybe the answer is zero. That's cool. And then you'll tell us what you want your monthly payment to be. And then you go shopping for your dream home. But step one starts at buywithconrad.com. And hey, did you know that when you go to file your taxes as a homeowner, you're going to get a statement back from your mortgage company that's going to say, hey, you can write off this amount of interest this year. How much of your rent are you writing off this year? None of it. Oh, and by the way, what's your interest rate on your rent? Well, that would be 100%, pal. You know you can do better than 100% interest. That's what rent is. Stop throwing your money away. And by the way, we can even help you get rid of your current house and get into a better house if you already have a house but you think, you know what, it's time for a new place. We can help you at buywithconrad.com. That's buywithconrad.com, B-U-Y with Conrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. And be sure to ask about our green light underwrite. We can actually get your file completely underwritten, and that allows you to negotiate like a cash buyer at buywithconrad.com. Do you love wrestling podcasts but hate all the ads? Well, you can get all the great podcasts early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. It only starts at nine bucks a month, but you get exclusive series at adfreeshows.com like Title Chase, Eric Fires Back, Conversations with Conrad, and tons more, and a chance to interact with your favorite podcast hosts every month. See for yourself why thousands of other wrestling fans say adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling. Adfreeshows.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to DDP Snake Pit. And of course, we couldn't do it without a pair of Hall of Famers joining us today, Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, how are you, dude? Don't, don't you forget it either, buddy. Don't you forget it. You can't do it without me. That's exactly <laughs> right. We can't, but uh, this guy may try. DDP, <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page. What's going on, dude? How are you? Oh, uh, man, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Uh, we've been uh, filming our show. Um, uh, change or die over at the uh, accountability crib and uh we've gotten some really good footage man we've gotten so this show's going to be pretty cool i'll keep you posted as we move forward i, I think it's going to be awesome the kids that are in there all different ages all different ages but god you see you see the possibilities yeah that's what i see and this and four of these five people who are in there like biggest loser would never touch no you know what I mean? Because it's not just about weight loss. It's about, you know, weight loss in a way is just starting to grab control of your life and own your life. Uh, but also, like, we've got, you know, it's kind of like in a way of, uh, 
uh, the apprentice where there's challenges, we give them challenges, and then it's intervention because people who have issues, it's all about, like, it was all about intervention. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we could have called change or die, uh, the resurrection Jake snake. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Another thing I want to bring up since you brought that up, I want the fans out there to know from Jake, what a pleasure it is to work with you, Connie. Oh yeah. You're like, oh, well, I you, appreciate uh, that. You make it worth doing, you know, uh, you make it fun for us. Well, and, thanks, uh, man. The information you have from the guys behind you or underneath you or wherever they're at, <laughs> uh, they're spot on, man. They're spot on. But well, I just want the fans to know that uh, this guy, well, now you know, freaking great. Now you know why when I said, well, I'm only doing it if we can get Conrad yeah. to do it with us. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I don't listen to podcasts, so I had no idea, Connie, but you are phenomenal. Well, I appreciate that, man. I'm having a blast with you guys. And really, this is my favorite podcast to do because I just get to be the first listener. You guys have this unbelievable camaraderie. It's so fun. And we're going to be talking about that today because we just recently have now the WWE Hall of Fame in our rearview mirror. The Undertaker finally took his rightful place into the Hall of Fame. Such a cool moment. And uh, I'm glad that it finally happened. But today, Jake, I want to talk about when it finally happened for you. It took until 2014 for you to get to be on that yeah. stage. Yeah. And I think when you look at the roster before, a lot of people were like, uh, when's Jake going? How exciting was it to finally get that call in 2014 that you're taking your place in the hall? Well, I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I, <clears throat> I had some bad feelings because it hadn't already happened. Um, I felt I was deserving, but I'm so grateful that they didn't let it happen back then because I wouldn't have appreciated the way I do now. Uh, to finally get that call was awesome. Although I was trying to get into the Royal rumble. Um, <laughs> and if you ever seen the, uh, the resurrection, you can see what happened there. You see how much fun I had with that. Oh and, God. And what a special you, moment. It was It's not only for me, it was a great moment for Dallas. Huge. He had put all these pieces together and to see it actually happen the way he's seen it in his mind. You know, it's like he's booking that match, man. Here's what I want to do in this spot. Here's what and it all had to do with me getting sober, getting clean. And uh, it did happen. And I was able to, by waiting that long, I was able to get some relationships started back together Huge. with my kids. And uh, I had a bunch of my children there. You know, I, guys, I have eight children. That's why they call me the snake. Anyway, <laughs> I used to come off the road and go, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> hey. but, uh, but having that moment on that stage, I, I guess the best part of me was just the Jake moment because, you know, they give you writers to help you write your speech. <laughs> and uh, they gave me two writers. And uh, we sat for about three hours and they said, yeah, if you mentioned something about this, we'll put this up on the Tron. We'll put this up on the Tron. And yeah, that's great. That's great. I like that. You know, I just kind of went along with whatever they were saying. <laughs> Not going to do any of it. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I wrote it. I wrote pieces down, you know, uh, said, should you be writing this down? No, I've got it right here, man. Don't worry about it. You know, and to have those two beautiful women, oh, uh, the twins escort me out there. Right before they escorted me out there, I tore up the paper and threw it up in the air and went out. The Bella Twins. And uh, to be looking out there 
and Steamboat stood up, and that was a magic moment for me because I loved working with Ricky. Um, and, and just to see everybody out there, especially my children, and then to hoist my grandson up there because uh, he's a fighter. Uh, you know, he's had like 30-something surgeries now. Uh, he had to go in and be taught to eat at four years old because they were feeding him with tubes. Wow. Mm. His sister is still being fed by tubes. She's eight. Uh, still has to have the bow bag and all that stuff, man. But they're fighters. You know, they were born for born into this world at a pound and six ounces each. Wow. Uh, my son could take his wedding ring and fit it over their legs. Mm. You know, that's how small they were. He could put them in your palm of your hand. So it was a great moment for that bonding for me and my kids, man. It was really, really awesome. So that I appreciated. But I still had a little sore spot in the back of my mouth that it should have happened years before because I've seen so many people that went in that I didn't feel I should ever have gotten there. You know, uh, that's my only beef with uh, the Hall of Fame is there's people in there that shouldn't be. I think it needs to be taken to people, maybe given a vote. Maybe the guys that are in the Hall of Fame should vote for who comes in next because the system they're using now stinks whether it be Hunter or whoever, I, I just don't like the system they use and they put people in there that have nothing to do with wrestling. You know, wrestling, there should be something out there just for wrestlers. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want to clear something up. Jake's not talking about anybody of the boys who should be in there. He's talking about the other people. Well, there's some boys in there. <laughs> I'm going to leave that That's Jake. Yeah. No That's just that. me being a prick. Yeah, right. But he's not talking about the boys. Yeah. He's talking about Drew Carey. Yeah. That's uh, just, but that's, that's just, you know, that's Vince's way of bringing in the celebrities, you know, yeah. part of, and I agree, like Donald Trump being a Hall of Favor. Uh, it's kind of crazy, but so is it being a president. So uh, <laughs> you know, if he had advertised he was a Hall of Famer, he'd have probably won that second election. <laughs> well, I think, um, you know, there for a long time, the, the Hall of Fame was considered really a TV show. Uh, and, and it was more of a production. And I know as a, as a in the bubble wrestling fan, I consider the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame to be a more legitimate Hall of Fame. But uh, it, it is done just like you said, Jake, you know, historians get a vote, uh, the boys get a vote and it comes down, you know, to that there's real balloting. It's not just Vince McMahon saying, okay, it's this guy's turn, but I'm really happy that this past year, uh, or this past weekend, as we're talking now, we got to see the undertaker. We got to see uh, big van Vader take his rightful spot. Uh, we got to see the Steiner brothers. And that was actually just announced while we were recording last week's show that the Steiner yeah. brothers were going in. Uh, Queen oh, Charmel's God, going in overdue. and, uh, Charmel, Queen Charmel, Charmel Booker T's wife. wife. I love yeah. and, and Shad won the warrior award and what a hero he was Dallas. Some of our listeners may wow. not be familiar with his story. Uh, did you know Shad at Dallas? Did yes. You? Yes. We were out in LA. We spent some time together. Just a great human being, man. Uh, I mean, he really is. He's a legitimate hero. When you, you know, when you freaking pull yourself out of it and you go out and you go to save your son, you know, and he brings your son in, he gets, gives him to the guy and he gets caught. Remember when he got sucked away out in the uh, oh, ocean? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was brutal, man, because he was, I mean, there's, 
there's good guys in the business. I consider everybody, especially as we get older and people let the feud bullshit go and the heat, um, you know, but that guy, he was on, I mean, everybody loved that guy all the time. Like he was, he was just a really good human being. So I was glad, I was happy to see that. I was really happy to see Charmel. I pick up the phone and called her. Cause you have there's Charmel is a, been in this business for a long time and yeah kimberly was the first to give her her break as a nitro girl and kim was like oh my god where do you see this girl she's amazing and boy can she dance she worked with james brown for years towards the end of his wow. career yeah for james brown you know and and then uh and then went on to do all the great stuff with Booker and the Queen and all yeah. that. And she was an intricate part, man. So I was, I called her up and she goes, I can't believe you called me. Classy lady. Yeah. She's like, I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> I said, hey, baby. I said, I'm not going to just text you on this, you know, because, you know, I always loved her and Book. And uh, so I was really happy for her. Science tells us the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering our core body temperature. You see, temperature-controlled sleep repairs our muscles after a hard day's work, and it improves our cognitive function, so you always start your day feeling sharp and alert. Chili Sleep makes customizable, climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Chili Sleep makes the Uller, that's the one I have, and the Cube Sleep System. Both are hydro-powered, temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. These sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chili Sleep can make that happen. For an extra layer of comfort, they also make the Chili Blanket. It's the only weighted blanket that can also be paired with a control unit for the ultimate sweat-free sleep. Head over to chillysleep.com forward slash DDP snake to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any cube or Uller sleep system. Now this offer is available exclusively for DDP snake pit listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili C H I L I sleep.com slash DDP snake to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. Guys, I love chili sleep. You've heard me brag about it. I even took it to the beach with me this week. But one thing I want you to know, this is the best offer chili sleeps ever had. Even I didn't get 30% off. Are you kidding? This is the best offer ever. Check it out. 30% off. It won't last forever, but they've got it right now. And it's worth a look. That's chili. C-H-I-L-I sleep.com forward slash my world. Um, let me tell you a little backstory on Jake on here. I don't know if we even ever really talked about this. We might have, I don't know if you remember it, but I've never really talked about this on any show. Um, the year before 2013, because the WWE, but you know, once I did the, uh, once I did, uh, the very best of nitros, I started getting my affiliation back with the company, you yeah. know, and then they brought, they would bring me in for different things. And, you know, the, uh, uh, whether it was the legends, you know, night or whatever, thousands, you know, raw dropped heat with the cutter. Um, you know, it was, they, they've been doing a lot of stuff with me. So, I mean, I was invited every year to come on in and be out there in the crowd with, uh, uh, for the hall of fame. So I called up, um, Corona, uh, uh, Corona, Corano, uh, 
because he was the guy back then. Right. And I say, hey, bro, I go, uh, uh, when I come, I'm going to bring Jake with me this year. And, uh, you know, because he just came in with me and blah, blah, blah. He went, oh, oh okay, uh, let me check on that. I'm like, let me check on that. I go, dude, this is Jake Roberts. He's been there forever. You got to check on that? And he goes, just, 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 just let me check it. I'm sure it's going to be okay. <laughs> That's what Carano would always try to deflect the heat. Um, so I, just by happenstance, I end up be doing some kind of promo for DDPY. And I'm in some station. I don't even remember what part of the world I was in. It was in the United States, but I was it was some big city. And who comes in but Hunter and Stephanie? Because they're promoting something to do with the company. And, you know, we talk, hey, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, come here. He goes, I, I want to I run something by you. And Scott had just come in. So he said, listen, you know, I know Jake should have been in a long time ago. He goes, but, you know, he really wasn't ready because, you know, in the company, like, just to let you know. Like, we want to give everybody a second chance. He goes, but it's got to be a year. They got to be clean for a year. Like, that's the criteria. And he goes, now you've got Scott in there, too. He goes, he goes I'm not saying, and you can't say, say I said this. <laughs> now it doesn't matter. You know, it's a decade later almost. But he's like, you can't say I said this. But, you know, both of those guys, we know they both need to go in. He goes, he goes if you can keep doing what you're doing, those guys, I'm not saying they're going to get in. But I'm just saying that, you know, there was some writing on the wall. You know, if you can just keep them on that you know, straight and narrow. And, you know, and I knew, I mean, my goal going down to Gainesville, Texas, when me and Steve are driving there in the resurrection of Jake the Snake, and we're driving there, my goal is for my buddy, my mentor, my brother, you know, to walk away with the dignity of being who the hell he is in this business and being respected at that level. So my thought is Hall of Fame. His would later be, as he started feeling so great, you know, that I want to get in the Rumble one more time. Because if he would have walked out the Rumble. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. In the place would have lost it. Yeah, they'd still be cleaning that mess up. <laughs> and especially right then. And, uh, so, and I even got a call from Michael P.S. Hayes because you did something with After, and I think we put it in Resurrection too, where you're you're being interviewed by him at WrestleCon, yeah. and you got to say, I'm coming. I'm going to be there. That's right. They need to let know that Jake Roberts is coming. I'm going to be at that next Rumble. And he started talking yeah, shit. Yeah, I was promoting it. Yeah, <laughs> and P.S. Hayes calls me, and he called me or texted me. I can't remember now, Paige. It's like, you know, there's supposed to be a surprise. You know, if your buddy really wants to get in there and, you know, it's got to be a surprise. Tell him to shut the hell up. <laughs> so the bottom line is it was kind of funny all the way around. But, you know, I Hunter, like he knows, like he he was warrior coming in. And I'm sure you're going to get to that. But Triple H made that happen. You know, he's the guy, he's the fixer of, cause he's got such a grounded, a grounded sense of who he is. Like he knows who he is, but he also is a grounded cat, you know, and, uh, and he can help bring other people down. 
you know, to, okay, let's, let's just look at it like this. This is where we can go. This is how we can fix this. And so, uh, he's a fixer. He's a fixer, man. And he's, he's, he's the one who is the most responsible for probably all three of us, probably, you know, it's so fun to, uh, to think about this. Um, you know, Jake, you, you had a long road to get to the hall of fame, you know, n- not just professionally, you, you checked all those right. boxes a long time ago, but personally, I can only imagine the overwhelming sense of joy and accomplishment and achievement. I mean, just last week you told us once upon a time you couldn't watch your stuff because you hated yourself. And now thanks to positively page to your shoulder there, that's starting to change a little bit. And you take that stage and, and you're looking out at this sold out arena and they're all there to honor you after you just had that awesome video play, your whole family's there at that point. Is that almost like a, Hey man. If it all ends tomorrow, I'll roll the credits. I can die happy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Uh, I never, ever thought I was going to get sober. No matter how bad I wanted or how hard I tried, I just did not ever see it happen. And uh, it took a long time for that to happen. It wouldn't have happened in a year and a half. You know, if I went out in a year and a half, I probably went back. But I did some of the right things too, you know. I threw away my driver's license. You know? That was that was smart. That was smart. Yeah. If you're if you're an addict out there, and you're still drinking, throw away your driver's license, Uber, Lyft, because that's the biggest thing going to get you screwed. Yeah, you know, that's a screwed buff and Lex at one point. Yeah. You know, because they had so many tickets. You know. Yeah, you get a, that driver's license. You you can go anywhere. So. Lots of times it wasn't the right place. So giving that up was huge and putting in the work, you know, and and finally achieving it. And now to have myself at 66 years old, to be in such a comfortable, comfortable place with myself. Huge. I like me now. I have fun with me now. I can (laughs) hang out with me now. Used to when I hung out with myself, it was because the devil was getting in there. We're going to plan something. Now I can be by myself and create. And um, I'm even, I've even started to look back at some of my stuff, you know, it, with a different eye and with a different appreciation for who I was. You know, I had no idea that I did a lot of things, that I created a lot of things. A lot of first, you know, for instance, I hate to even bring this up, but me and Honky being two heels, didn't know being a heel and a baby face. He was the baby face at the time. Whenever he hit me with the guitar, he turned heel and I turned baby face. That makes no sense at all, but that's what happened. Yeah. But people later wanted, on, later on, they wound you. up doing that with Brett, I believe. Yeah. Brett and Austin. Yeah. Brett yep. and Austin. Right. But to be the first guy to do that. And, and you're you're really also the first anti-hero. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. You know, that's been brought to my my attention too. You're the first cat to ever go down that road, and that was always my 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 spot. That that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be an anti-hero, somebody that was full of anger because they've been fed the wrong crap all their life. And uh, look what you've created, Daddy. You know, I, I remember the first time I did that interview at WTBS back in Georgia Champ Wrestling, where I went out and started talking about. I was a beautiful baby. But you taught me how to steal. You taught me how to lie. You taught me how to cheat. 
You taught me how to kill. Thanks for all your help, Daddy. Man, my father called me on the phone and reamed my ass. He was angry over that. And uh, with him being angry over that, I knew that I got my point across, <laughs> you know, that uh, the people would understand that interview, too. That uh, when a child comes into this world, there's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But we teach him all these bad habits and all these. We teach them how to hate, how we teach him how to be racist. We teach him all these freaking horrible things because of our own fears. You know, and. Uh, you know, I tell, I tell parents, you know, if they ask me what's wrong with their kid, I say, well, it's easy to find out what's wrong with your kid. Go look in the mirror. <laughs> they don't like hearing that. But that's the truth. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. So you overcome all that and you get your yep. big moment on stage and you, yep. it's going to be a real highlight for you, but then you get there and you realize, and I don't like to talk about negativity and I know DDP hates it, but you get there and see, okay, the ultimate warrior is the headliner and you didn't yeah. exactly have the best relationship there, but you're nope. trying, you've turned over a new leaf, new leaf in life and you've got a new lease on life and all those cliches, but, but it was still that close to happening. Talk me through that. Well, here's where the problem began. Back in the day, I was working with whoever, and we're in Orlando, and Black Jack Lanza comes to me and says, call Vince. He wants to talk to you. I'm like, oh, my God. Did I flunk a piss test? <laughs> trying to remember. Because <clears throat> it had happened, you know. And I called him, and Vince tells me, Jake, I think you're ready. Ready for what? <laughs> you know? I think you're ready to work with the champ. To work with Warrior? I'm going to work with Warrior. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying you're going to, because here's what you got to do. You got to go to his dressing room and talk to him and see if he'll work with you. Oh. Excuse me? You have to ask his permission to work with him. Are you fucking ribbing me? No, Jake. Go talk to him or it's not going to happen. I'm a little bit pissed right now. And uh, I went to his locker room and knocked. <clears throat> and, and he cut a promo on my ass. Told me he didn't care about me, didn't care about my family. But if he was going to work with me, I had to be on fucking time. I had to be sure and not miss any shots. And I better not fuck no damn drug test. And yada, yada, yada. Just read me the riot act. Never did look at me in the eye just stomping around the room in a circle and back and forth, marching around. And I'm like, okay. He goes, okay, get out. No. He dismissed me. And I go back and I called, I was told to call Vince. I said, he said he would. 
And I was so fucking angry the way he treated me. And then we started doing all these vignettes. I had to take time off, which meant no money. <laughs> Do these vignettes to where we're going to line it up and work with the warrior. And what happens? We come to SummerSlam in the garden. He, he holds Vince McMahon up for a million dollars. They had to bring a million dollars in cash to, to him at the arena. Cash. Cash. Hmm. And they had to have two guards to get that money out of there to wherever he wanted it to go before he would go to the ring. Yeah. Now I'm hearing this stuff going, this is not cool. This right. is not good. Knowing that tomorrow I start my program with him. Tomorrow. But after his match, I find out there's not going to be a tomorrow. Yeah. Because Vince McMahon was standing right beside him when he fired him. You're fired. Get the fuck out of my building. Vince looked at me and he goes, you've got the worst friggin' luck there is. <laughs> Hogan couldn't do it. <laughs> People chant the wrong thing. <laughs> Work with Macho, got to cut it short. <laughs> and now this. Well, <sighs> man, I was friggin' furious because now I've lost another championship run. So go to the Hall of Fame. I'm wanting to get my two cents worth in because of the way he treated me in the locker room. I wanted to knock him out. That was in the back of my mind. He was mad. He was mad going in there. I'm like, yeah. dude, you got to chill out. And he kept telling me, let it go, let it go. You got what you wanted, let it go. And I just, uh, I don't think I can. I don't think I can. And he, I turned the corner and he was right there. And I stopped and he looked at me and said, Jake, please let me apologize to you. And he was so humble. I'll never forget it. So sincere. Yeah. My mouth just fell open. This is the same damn guy. And he said, I know I screwed you out of millions. I'm so sorry. And then he turned around and made himself available for my, my kids and my grandchildren. And I had to let it go. He he comes up to me right after that, and he's still dumbfounded because he was ready to like vent. He was ready. I had it lined up up here, but <laughs> he was ready to vent. You know, now and, I got to play second fiddle to you again, motherfucker. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but but to his credit, because of because of my sobriety, I didn't attack. Yes, and I've been and that other guy. Mental, your yeah, mental yeah. shift. Yeah. Because it is, it's, anybody who's watching, you got issues with anger and all that shit. Yeah, man. It takes a shift. And it's not like this. No. It's literally like that. Because if, you know, if, you're, if you've got a gun and you're pointing at a, at a target, if you just, just like that, it's you're going to completely miss the target. It's changed. Completely. So you just got to, that's all you have to do is just shift a little bit, change your mindset. Release. And, you know, the story you tell yourself. That's know? probably the most important words he ever says. The story you tell, story yourself. tell yourself. Yeah. You know, from, from the Ali quote, of course. But that right there 
is like magic in a bottle, man. If you'll start talking to yourself, we all talk to ourselves, whether we admit it or not, right? <laughs> you know, some of us are more serious, but if you'll start telling yourself a different story, different things start to happen. Um, and it, it's really strange. You, you think that's silly, but it's not silly. It's not, man. I promise you it's not if you just try it because everything changes, not just the way you feel about that situation, but by the way you feel about all situations. About life, who you about are. About life and who you are and how you breathe everything. and how you eat and how you sleep and how you love. How you love is very important. And uh, again. And, and, and let's, let's, just, let's just go, because everybody knows what happened. Yeah. yeah. Two days later. He passed away. He's gone. Yeah, man. He's gone now. So how good do you feel? Mm-hmm. That you didn't like oh my god go off on him and I get him huge... a killer. Oh. oh, right. You know, you would have never forgotten. Then I'd have got that top shot done. <laughs> you know, That's but horrible. you 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 uh you never, you know, you would you would have never forgiven yourself. No, no, I wouldn't. I'd, <laughs> I'd have wound up in a very bad spot. And um not only that, look what the look what it would have done to my children. Yeah. And my grandkids. And, and his kids. Yeah, and his kids, which that's immediately who I thought of when that thing happened. Mm-hmm. Him in the parking lot, dying, and his two children there. My God. My God. I can't imagine that. Jake, you're in the uh, the back as, as Dallas is, is fortunate enough to induct you. Was there ever anybody else even considered? I mean, Dallas had to induct you, right? Yeah, there's no question for me. You know, um, if it hadn't have been Dallas, I don't know who it would have been. Yeah. Uh, because really the only other friend I can think of in the business would have been Hacksaw. But or Sin Bodie. Or, or Sin Bodie, but I don't think WWE would have allowed <laughs> Sin on the right. stage. <laughs> That, that poor guy never got a break. Never what a great a guy, too. In real life, yes, just great. an awesome guy. guy. Yeah. You know, if you put him and me and Scott in a room and you let people come look at us and you say, which one's the drug addict? Oh, we're going to say, that guy with the tattoos. Yeah. You know? Everywhere. He looks, he just looks so scary. And he's such a sweetheart. He's so talented. So talented. You know, he's doing, um, 3d figures on me now yeah you know and, and yeah, painting he, them and dude you just he just made one with me too is, uh, yeah with the ddp yoga shirt on and stuff so what i would do he just yeah, made one, one of bruce yeah he just sent me <laughs> oh, this wow. so they're, they're all one of a kind so let's just we're talking about that yeah i'm gonna pop them up there right here and uh let you know if you want to get one of them you know because they're they're one of a kind yeah and they'll be signed they'll just go to uh, ddpyoga.com and go to the store and yeah, they're oh, so well done though. Yeah, man. they're really they're cool. Hand painted and just and he does something different to all of them. Yeah, every one of them yeah. is different. And uh, I think it's such a great thing. And in fact, uh, I got I, I sold out of them at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Check so yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, I only you're, took a thousand. I just, I just got uh, <laughs> Time to tell you about something I'm super passionate about, protecting your family. 
Yes, this is a life insurance ad for goliathlife.com. But to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit goliathlife.com. And I mean, right now. And just personally, I've lost two friends in their forties this past year and a half. And I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through. Had they not had life insurance, if you don't have it, get it, protect your family. And I suggest you go to goliathlife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance. Super easy. Goliath life streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes. And you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price. You start the online application immediately and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. And I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork and the crazy invasive conversations. Goliath life makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliath life is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. Jake, you're, you're in the back and you hear Dallas inducting you. And he says exactly what he said on this show. Gosh, a hundred times at this point, something like never underestimate the power you give someone by believing in them. And and that really is the story of y'all's friendship both ways. Is it not Jake? Absolutely. You know, there was a time when uh, nobody thought he should even be in the business. Right. You know, because he was too big to be a manager, which was his first uh, swing at it. And um, but anybody that had been around him with a ring in in that building and watch him, how hungry he was for information, how sincere he was about learning. That's what got me was sincerity about wanting to learn you know there's a lot of guys that say hey man would you help me out that's not what he was asking he was asking to teach me how to do it and he would listen yeah and then he would take it and he would use it and i used to dread going to his house because i knew that once i got over there i was going to be stuck for hours watching videotape you know <laughs> so i was wanting to get i came over to get get drunk and get get out of there you know but uh you know it, there was a lot of videotape we looked at and, and picking it apart and, and just watching him whenever i tell him something he he I'd watch that light go on Click, he, oh, he's got that one he caught that one and uh, it was actually fun to do so fun teaching it. So, so Jake, you, I got to see the finished product, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. There's, there's no greater compliment for me than knowing that I was one of his teachers that helped him get where he got. Yeah. You know, maybe I never wore that title, but I put guys up there that did, you know, you know, between him and, well, there's several guys I talk quite a bit to, but that's not for me to say. Jake, you've had, uh, at times, a uh, on again, off again, relationship with Vince McMahon. Yeah. Well, you got to see him WrestleMania weekend. Uh, talk me through the first time you see Vince in a long time. Well, 
Actually, I got to see him at the, what was that thing that I went to? Oh, yeah. Was Surprise. It, the, it, was, uh, it was a, that was the uh, legends. Legends. And they were going to, nobody knew Jake was there. Nobody knew. I mean, it was probably a small handful of people who knew. Very few. And, you know, I did my little bit with, with Hunter, with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Booker. And we, you know, <laughs> it's like Triple H is like, put, throw your DVDs up, do the whole thing. Little segue. This is right before we're going on Shark Tank. Thank God. Because when we did a little promo in the back, we got hit with so many people that wanted, you know, at one time coming to our site, it shut our site down. So when we did uh, um, Shark Tank, sick, uh, Steve Yu came up with an ingenious idea. There was 26 servers. Wow. So if one, when one was coming, boom, the next one popped up. When I started getting to pull, that one would pop up. And that's how it happened. So we, we did so well as we did when Shark Tank uh, hit us. But back to over to um, what we were just talking about. Um, what were we just talking about? They hit me in a trailer. Oh, right. They hit him in a trailer. Yeah. And Lovely. And, you know, another guy who is friggin' a great guy is the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. And he really was so happy to see what was happening with Jake. And I said to him, I said, dude, I go, you should really wait to the end because something's going to happen here. Ah, you know, I'm going to, I've, I've, I've got to get out of here, blah, blah, blah. And later on in the resurrection, Jake State goes to Ted, uh, <laughs> and I'm going to play that right here. Boom. And so anybody knows when I say stuff like that, we our video show that we do up on YouTube, GDP Snake Pit, has all this footage we talk about or footage or pictures or whatever. But yeah, I know a lot of you listen on iTunes or Spotify. They're all good. Just let you know when I say we're going to go to that. And Ted coming on there says, if I just knew, <laughs> I would have stayed because it was such a moment oh, when Jake walked out there. <sighs> man, such a moment. The electricity that hit me, man. Wow. I hadn't breathed like that in years, man. My lungs just, and it, it's, it's that magical moment when you go out in front of those fans, man, and they hit you with all that love, you know, and adrenaline. And you got the yellow cobra. Yeah, I got the yellow cobra, and I go out Not there. Not cobra, python. Python. I go out there, and I wind up putting the snake on Ambrose, and, and uh, I forgot who. Uh, Dean Ambrose. See? Oh, see, I'm pumped. Ambrose, oh my God, the snake shit on you. Yeah. And Ambrose starts laughing. Yes, he's literally laughing. There. Thanks for killing my gimmick, kid. Uh, but <laughs> he's also happy as yeah, hell. Yeah, oh, yeah. To take the snake. Happy. He's happy. He's one of the boys. But he's happy to take the snake. I got so much respect for CM Punk that night, who I wasn't one of my guys that I thought I'd like um, because he went over to the ropes and sat down giving me the whole ring. If he'd have been standing, he'd have been drawn part of that. But he gave me the whole ring Super and cool. let me enjoy that. Super fantastic moment. Because, brother, it had been a long time. It'd I remember you hit time. the ring and you rubbed your hands yeah. on, the, on the apron. Feel it again, man. <laughs> oh, my God. 
It's like touching your wife after you have it in a long time, you know? But you've done that too. Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) She's my favorite, by the way. Uh, She's your only. Yeah, she's my only. She's your one. She's my wife, man. (laughs) Like it or not, she's got that spot and live with it. But I've had so many great things happen to me since then, man. And, uh, And I just keep my mouth shut and let things keep coming, man. You know, doing this podcast was all had always been a dream of mine. You know, I was wanting to do a podcast back before people did podcast. You know, and uh, everybody's like, "What? I don't. What are you going to do that for?" Well, okay, never mind. Shut up. You know, <laughs> boom, and it happens. But um, yeah, man, getting into the Hall of Fame. If that's not your goal, then you're not doing it for the right reasons. You know, and unfortunately, there are people that go in that don't have that love. Yeah you know, for the ring, but that's just part of the business. The business is changing. I I can't imagine what it's going to be like in 20 years. (laughs) Uh, Who will they be putting in? I don't know. It'll still, I'll guarantee you it's still here though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause it makes a buck. Yeah. I got, I got to tell you what Dusty said to me one time. We were turnbuckle in her. He'd been in the hall of fame by the socks. I can't remember exactly the year. And, And he would say, you know, D, there's only two things that are real in this business of ours. Your first world championship and that Hall of Fame ring. <laughs> That's real. It's true, though. You know, it's, again, the Hall of Fame is, to me, for the boys and the girls who are in it. Yeah. Worked their asses off. And they made a monster impact with the spot that they were in which is pretty cool. What a fun day. This must've been for you, Dallas, because not only does Jake go in that year, but so does our old friend, Scott Hall. Once upon a time, Dallas, you probably thought, you know, given the way my WWE run went, I don't know that they'll ever call me, but on some level, the pride you must've had knowing two of your very best friends who you helped because Lord knows they helped you once upon a time. They're finally at the hall of fame. This had to be almost the pride you felt had to be almost the same as it was when you went in yourself. Right. Dallas. A hundred percent. I mean, to me, I literally, I'll give you an example in the resurrection of Jake, the snake, we use a lot of footage from WWE and we're doing a documentary. And I, I was very green to understanding what that meant. Like we're allowed to use it, but I didn't know that at the time, like nobody could do anything to us as long as we're talking about this subject and then we're talking about the reference of it, we can show what we're talking about. Now we can't show full matches, but you can show pieces to elaborate who this person was or who I am or whoever. But I had gone to the WWE and I had talked to Triple H about it. And then he started turning me on to this woman who at the time ran, ran um, uh, the network at the time. Um, so, she goes, oh, God, yeah, it's going to be, you know, don't worry about it. I'll get it. I said, if I got to pay for it, I'll pay. as long as I get the family price, I'm good. Bottom line is two weeks later, she we get back together on a meeting, and she basically doesn't tell me I can't do it, but she tells me we can't sell it to you. And I was pissed. Not at her, at the messenger who told her, because I know how she felt about it. Yeah. So I thought about it. I thought about it. me and Steve, you, we sat in our office and said, so what do you want to do? Because to be perfectly honest, I knew at some point 
they got to get to WCW because yeah. Ric Flair, you know, he's there. And Ric Flair is a bigger part of WCW than he is in the WWF. He's a he is the man with our company. And bottom line is we kicked their ass for a long time. And I knew once the network was there that the Monday Night Wars and everything everybody was watching, that they're going to have to at some point put me in. But I'm Jake Roberts hasn't been in yet. Savage hasn't been in yet. Michael P.S. Hayes hasn't been in yet. So, like, until those guys go in, and that's how it went, too. It re- like I get it. And when it happens, it happens. When it happens, it happens. So that's how I felt. But now we're talking about resurrection and me going to go and use their film. And I'm thinking, "Mm, I got to think about this because this could kill me going in. And I thought about it probably about 10 minutes. And I was like, fuck it. (laughs) This resurrection of Jake the Snake was more important to me than this and just having him come back. So to me, when I, when I inducted him and I know the whole time what we're doing, you know, with the, I'm going to make this change. Cause I went really early in WWE about it. Um, I was like, this might just be as close as I get to that. So I'm going to friggin' do it for, you know, give it everything. And I, I sat down and I, and I wrote and rewrote and rewrote and rewrote Jake's thing. And it's funny because I had it on my iPad as I was working my way through it. That's why I do any kind of speaking gig there. And I stop when I start to elaborate or go into, you know, ADD land. And I just look down, I know exactly where I am. And then I keep on moving. So the two lines that were not written in the speech were never underestimate the power you give someone by believing in you. And more importantly, never underestimate the power you give yourself mm-hmm. by believing in you. Because the guy who was walking out there that I was indu- inducting, he really was starting to really believe in himself. It wasn't just me believing in him. It was him believing in him. And that's how we have the Jake Roberts that we have today. So when you finally get that call, Dallas, that you're going in the hall of fame, um, (laughs) you know, this has got to be, you know, as you said, you knew eventually they would get there, but considering that once upon a time, people said, oh, he started too late. He's too tall. He's just a manager. This will never work. And then you had, as we said, a less than awesome experience with WWE once upon a time, as you finished up your in-ring career there, at least with them. We'll talk about that another time, but when you get the call that you're going in the hall of fame, is it validation? What's the right word to describe the way you felt when you got the call and who made the call? Is that too Carano? No, it was triple H and I'm going to play it right here. (laughs) Uh, The, uh, I don't know if I'll do that because it's their footage. So normally I don't do that, but triple H I was, they were doing a, uh, a, uh, a documentary on me called uh, Positively Living, I think. And it was the last shot that we were doing. And it was in my hometown, outside one of my best friend's 
uh, bars called the Broadway in Point Pleasant, and it was a sunset. And they were, they were, Dean, we want to film this outside. We want to film this outside. I was like, okay, awesome. So I walk outside because it's a bar business. So they knew, you know, they were, they were showing all different facets of my life. And, and uh, at some point he goes, oh, boss wants to talk to you. I pick up the phone and it's Triple H. I'm like, hey, bro, what's up, man? And he goes, hey, man, so how's the shoot going? I'm like, okay, really great. We're at the last shot right now. We're just talking about bullshit. And then he says something about, Man, it's really crazy what your whole life and, you know, how you came in and, you know, when you were 35 and a half and, you know, we started, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, cause I'm there it's terrorizing and, you know, uh, what's he thinking? Is he out of his mind? He's never going to be able to learn it. He'll be too old by the time he figures it out. And then I worked down that, you know, you're down that power plant every damn day, you know, and, and, and then he starts really putting me over. And then I'm looking and I'm seeing the cameras and they're filming me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, is this, is this that call? You've been worked again. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and what they told me, they've always wanted to film someone hearing they're going in. Like, how do they react? Because yeah. you can't do it. That the camera's there and you get the call, you got a good idea you're going in. I had no idea. Mainly because the calls that I've heard that the boys have gotten are in like maybe late December, but it's normally January. Right. This was October. Wow. Oh God, you had no idea. I had no idea. And I remember, what I remember were you thinking? I remember <laughs> Xbox saying they were giving themselves time to change their mind. That's what it was. <laughs> it's a rib. I remember, you know, uh, Sean Walton, Xbox, as I like to call him Pac. Um, come on, you had to know. I go, bro, it was October. I, I did not put it together. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to like, yeah, I, I just, I wasn't going to do it. I, I pushed it out of my brain. I've always said when it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. That's right. When it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. For people who are waiting for something to happen, hasn't happened yet. When it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. Patience. Yeah. And you've got to just breathe and keep throwing it out in the universe, the law of attraction. And, uh, when he told me, man, I got really choked up and I started welling up. And then I said, I, I wish Dusty was here because that's who should have inducted me. And the cool thing about Bischoff, he noticed that and he knew that. And that's something that he put in there that I'm not supposed to be the guy. You know, that's putting him in. Yeah. He's not here. Yeah. And I'm super emotional. What a class you went in with. Um, oh, man. It, I mean, really, Kurt Angle, The Rock and Roll Express, Rick Rude, Beth Phoenix, Teddy Long. I know uh, both of you guys spent quite a bit of time with Rick Rude and, man, The Rock and Roll Express. They've been a big deal for a long, long time. Kurt Angle, what a class. And what a story for both of you. But Dallas, you know, you, you got to beat. Uh, all the big stars in the same match once and become world champ. And you got to headline pay-per-views and you got to be in a feud with the under, you had a lot of really cool moments, but where does being on that stage, the WWE hall of fame, where does that rank? Is that top five, top 10? That's number one, man. And it's number one because it's everything. You know, I got to thank. That's a step of approval. 
No, yeah, it's but it's I got to thank everybody, you know, past and present people who are who aren't here anymore, from Dusty to Jake to to Dusty's wife Michelle, Cody's mom, tremendous That's, lady. All those calls I made to him in between working in Florida Championship Wrestling with him and coming into WCW and being in WWE when he became the polka dotted guy up there. And I'll say it again, how you turn John Wayne meets Elvis, put him in polka dots, and he still gets it over. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the talent. That's how good he was. But Michelle was the person who answered the phone, Cody's mom, before Cody was here. Uh, we'd answer the phone and say, I'll, I'll make sure he calls you back, Dallas. Because she was around me, you know, in the time. And she knew how much I cared about Dusty and, you know, uh, was just a legit brother. It's such a emotional time, you know, especially when you think about this being the culmination of so many careers, but there's so many other guys who are in yet Dallas, uh, including friends of the show, like Lex Luger, uh, maybe a, a more controversial name for a variety of reasons. Owen Hart, uh, demolition. I think a lot of fans are still waiting on their day with him. Rick Martel, sure. Ivan Koloff, um, a few years ago, Ric Flair was, was advocating that Wahoo McDaniel should be in and he got in, Absolutely, didn't get the typical treatment, but he's at least there. Is there a name out there, Jake, that you'd really like to see get their moment? I think a lot of fans, you know, we're all glad Vader went in, but boy, it sure would have been nice if he could have went in a few years before we lost him. Before yeah. you, before you answer this, let, let me just tell you, Vader, you know, he came and he stayed with me for a week. Oh, wow. But, no, he did. He came he tried in with, to help him, but it was yeah. just. You know, he was tough. He, he was tough in the way that he still wanted to stay in his ways. And he came in with his son. His son is a, is just a great, great human being. He came in and really helped out because I was teaching him how to eat and what to do and, you know, how he could work around, do, do the program at a, you know, at a, a modified level. And we worked out every day. And But he was going right back to go work in the ring again, yeah. like in Japan. And I'm like, Leon, I can't help you if you won't help you at least take off a year. Because the doctor said, if you don't lose 200 pounds, you're going to die. And this is where when people put something in their head, like, and they talk about it so much. And I'm going to use, I'm not going to use Leon as that example, but he had told that story a bunch of times. But I'm going to use um, um, Brandon Lee, Lee, uh, um, Bruce Lee. The crow, yeah. And talk about, I'm going to die by the time I'm 33. I'm going to die by, I know I'm going to die by the time I'm 33. And then the freak accident of freak accidents, it's filming. There's a blank that goes off and fucking kills them. Like you can make good stuff happen or you can make bad stuff. Happen. Absolutely. You know, and absolutely. It's so, it's like the story you tell yourself is so important. We've talked about it a couple times tonight. And, you know, Leon, you know, I have a picture. It's me and Kevin Pock and Leon standing in the background. And normally I will cut that out and just have it three, but because it's Leon. You know, I, I have, I, I keep that picture up on my wall so I can see him. And, and I'm so glad that he's finally going in, but it would have been way better, you know, if they would have just, you know, brought him in when they knew he had the health problems. And, you know, it is what it is now, but. 
So go to Jake. I'm sorry. Will you, what was, what was the question you asked Jake? I'm sorry. Well, I, I just wanted to talk about, you know, the guys who maybe still deserve an opportunity to be in the hall of fame, some unsung heroes who haven't had their moment yeah. to tie to, to shine. You know, I, there are so many guys out there that are deserving. And I'm not talking about stars either. I'm talking about guys that were jobbers. They're your dusty wolves. Your Barry Horowitz's Brooklyn brawler, Brooklyn brawler. These guys were used a thousand times to make stars without them doing that. Yeah. We don't become stars. That's right. They worked hard. You know, you can go out and do a job, when I hear a job, go out getting beat and make it a competition or just make it crap. These guys went out and tried, they fought. And, you know, they deserve some notice. They, they deserve a, a Mr. Horowitz would do it, a pat on the back. They need to have something. But there's another guy that I think should definitely be in there. And I'm sure because of things that were said and done, he'll probably never get there. And that's Kamala. Kamala was a great character. Yeah. And he made a lot of money for people. And, uh, James Harris was a sweet, sweet man. What a voice he had as a singer. He could, really? Oh, he could sing like a bird, man. <laughs> he would have never thought a country western singer. He'd make you cry, man. Just his voice was just so awesome. And he had some really bad health problems. And he, he became very bitter. He just wanted help. And he said some things that, of course, are going to stick. And uh, probably keep him out of the hall. But I would have loved to have seen James Harris go in. And the grappler, Glenn Denton. Some of these guys that never made it to WWE, F, or whatever. But these guys, hell, the assassins. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's thousands of names. The, you know, Rocket Monroe, Sputnik Monroe. <laughs> and then the list goes on and on, man. You know, Matsuda, uh, Christ. Mm. <laughs> Danny Hodge. I think Hodge is in though, isn't he? I think so. Danny Hodge in? Yeah, he's in. I think Sputnik Monroe might have actually went in a few really? years ago as a legacy. Yeah, 2018. Wow. D- Dallas. They're yeah, adding the legacies in now. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. You know, yeah. I, I like it. You know, I do too. And it's a, uh, you know, because there are guy guys are are forgotten. For me, it's like Lex. If, if there's one guy that really deserves to be in there. It's Lex Luger. Lex Luger, definitely. You know, and definitely. I'm really hoping that that happens, you yeah. know, within the soon. next soon. Yeah. Um, but he's, he like, you can't, yeah, I get it. Like he left, he left the WCW. I mean, excuse me. They yeah, well, left WCW. He went up there and got that huge push by Vince. And then one day he was on TV and he showed up on Nitro. And that was the first he was the first to come over and that started the shaking up of the world. You don't think that's he why he's first. not there though. Do you? Yeah. Well, you know, bottom line is that probably a big reason, but it's one of the reasons that helped friggin' WWE become a billion dollar company. I you know, it's worth over billions, but a couple of billion dollars, whatever it is, but they weren't when he left and yeah. that. That that really started it, and then when National came over, 
that took it to a different level. And if the company goes out of business, I get that, but it doesn't. It comes back and it's stronger than ever. Even getting the low ratings that it gets today. Yeah. They're not getting the sixes, sevens, eights, and nines that we got in what you call, but I get the 9.7s you got back in the 80s. You're not getting that. But the company's worth way more. It's worth billions of dollars today. You know, they don't need the big ratings. Well, they, they don't have 9.7s because there's 200 damn channels. No, 100%. There's, nine, there's a thousand. Christ. There's a thousand, a thousand streaming and everything. Christ. But that's why. So, but it's still my point is, even though it's the, the, the landscape has changed dramatically, yeah, the ratings are nowhere near as high, it's worth way more than it was. Oh, god, yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. Because now it's must see television, oh, yeah, because of everybody hitting fast forward, you know, and, and being able to DVR, oh, god, you know, or just go to just binge watch, yeah, 24 hours a day. So now it's worth more with. 20% of the ratings, you know, 30% of the ratings, you know, so it's worth more. So to me, it's a uh, Lex, no matter what, yeah. you know, I don't Definitely. care. It's like, yeah. he, he should be it, you know? Uh, and like I said, there's a bunch of guys, you know, yeah. that, that, that should be it, you know, that's, should be in, that's like, that's a bullshit call. So we won't even talk about that. I, I, yeah. I don't mean to be uh, a conspiracy theorist, but I've always felt like, Vince feels like wrestling is his for lack of a better word. Like, you know, um, he feels like he controls wrestling. So whereas, you know, it's a brand, right? So if, if we got a cut on our arm, we might say, Hey, do you have a bandaid? We wouldn't say, do you have a bandage or do you have a Kleenex? We wouldn't say, do you have a tissue? And I feel like by and large, a lot of wrestling fans or non-wrestling fans, they refer to all of professional wrestling as that WWE stuff. So he's sort of the curator of, of the industry, if you will. And I, I think he's hesitant to put guys who maybe aren't getting around as good as they used to. And the idea that maybe Lex does need to be assisted a little bit. Um, I could see how he would say, uh, that might get some negative publicity for our company and our industry and our brand. If we have a guy who, for whatever reason, isn't as mobile as he once was. And I think well, that's he protects the- his brand. No doubt. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I don't think that's it, though. No, I don't either. Because I mean, there's plenty of guys in wheelchairs. Yeah. How many of them have been on the Hall of Fame stage? Well, none. None of them. But Lex should be the first one. I agree. I totally agree. You know, so just just because I mean, Lex Luger, (laughs) and he'll be the first to tell you, like he came he came in my house in uh, in L.A. We when he was out there with me at one point. And uh, he was like, wow, Dolly, this is, this is really nice. He goes, you, were you ever in my house? And he went, mm, no, you weren't. And then he, he proceeds to bury the old Lex of yeah. how insensitive he was and not a good person. I go, stop, stop, stop. You know, like, don't worry about it. Yeah, we you all know, know that one. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know what? I love that guy, too. He could be a real dick, but I still loved him. He, you know, I rode with him a lot. We were very good friends, but we became really good friends after, you know, after the fact. And he, uh, today, Lex Luger is about the best human being yes. on the planet, you know, and he walks or rolls, whatever the talk, he just doesn't, yeah. he just don't talk it, you know, he, he lives, lives it. it you know? and I want to, you know, speak up for that. I had him a few times at Starcast, and if you're listening to this and you're a promoter or you're a fan, go out of your way to do business with Lex Luger. What a salt of the earth quality human being, uh, he will make an impression on you, on your heart. 
uh, I, I, we can't say enough thing. This is a Lex Luger appreciation society right now, but yeah, right. it's true. His story moves people, man. Yes. Yeah. You know, they, they, they watched, you know, they remember that comment and, uh, to see the comment that burned up and the way he lives now and the love that he now comes out of him. You know, I mean, I, so I, I do the same thing for different reasons and stuff, you know, with my, my life, you know, with the hate and the bullshit and the shame. And then I come back and I get, I get another chance at life. Yeah. And Lex got another chance and he's doing great. I think, you know, whenever I see him talking to people, I watch them walk away and they're satisfied. They're inspired. Jake has a follow-up. What do you think the criteria for the hall of fame should be? In your mind, just your opinion. Just my opinion. At least five years. At, at a at a point where you're, you don't have to be main event, but you have to be somebody that shook the business. That uh, that went out and did the work. That's the thing. Is he, this guy hundred percent in? Um, Popularity has to be part of it. You sure. know, if the fans uh, gravitated towards you or rose you up, definitely. There's so much to be considered. I, it's really a tough, that's really a tougher question than you think. I mean, there's just so many things. I, yeah. What do you do with that? I, I think you pretty much hit on the head, you know? It's like, what impact did you make on the business? Yeah. How did people... You know, did they talk about him? Right. Yeah. You know, and long after, like what really blows my mind the most. And again, you know, the network, oh. which is now Peacock, yeah. you know, is like, I have little kids yeah. who are eight, nine years old. Yeah. Like even alive when you, you were know, there. like, they throw me a dime. You're like, okay, can I get a, you know, like pictures and like, like he came, he drove, we drove all this way because he wants to meet you. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I remember the first time before the network or any of that shit. And I don't remember where I was, but, you know, I had a decent line and there's a little girl at the end and she's getting so excited. She's probably nine years old and she keeps tugging on her dad's shirt like getting closer getting closer and when she finally gets up to me she's like ddp i love you i go how you couldn't have ever seen me wrestle and her father pulls out ready to rumble mm. and she goes i've seen that a hundred times can i have a hug <laughs> you know just like of course and i would that was about God, that girl will be about 25 now. Wow. You know, so, you know, it's like, and I get kids all the time yeah. who are in their 20s and 30s who will bring pictures of me giving them diamond cutters when they were 9, yeah. 11, 12, yeah. you know, and for people to really care. Like, doesn't it boggle oh, your God, mind God, at times? Man. How many families you're a part of? Right. I mean, you got these people coming up saying, yeah, I used to sit there with my grandpa. God bless me. He's gone. And I'll be talking to them, and I'll and I'll watch, look at them out of the corner of my eye, and I see a tear come up and it come down their cheek. They're remembering those great times they had with their family, yep. and here you are, a part of it. Yeah. God Almighty, man, how cool is that? And you think about the bigger picture about how many millions of people watched me. 
and had some type of emotional or thought come to them that they remember. How cool is that, man? It's awesome. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you the number one criteria for it. I can't remember the woman's name who said it. it was a black woman who said it. Um, and what, what she said was they may not remember what you did yep. and they may not remember what you said, but they will always remember the way you made them feel. And that's what yeah. Yeah. we get all yeah. the time. And I mean, every fucking day, yeah. someone, it may be one, it may be five. It may, like sometimes it'll be with, with, my, with my wife, Paige, and, and driving down the street, you yeah. somebody wave at you. Oh, my, my God. God. I mean, we, she tells us one story. We're going to get uh, 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 carrying permits, which she got and I didn't. Well, that's not a story. So. <laughs> we're, going, we're going in, yeah, I got to go to the, the sheriff's area and you got to put on you'll get everything off that you you know just like go to tsa but i've got a mask on and i've got a hat on all you can see is this and as i'm walking in the sheriff sitting down he goes ddp and she looks at me she goes how do you even recognize him like just from this and they get the sheriff gets up and he hugs me like like that's the way you made them feel. And even after he threw you out, he still loved you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you could be, you could be, oh God, he used to get so pissed off at oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like that yeah. feeling. Cause I've had that feeling too. Oh, yeah. What about there's a woman oh, that used to be in South Carolina when you play the the South Carolina uh, little auditorium, it held like 3,000 people. And she was in the front row all the time. And she had the, you know, the pocketbook, like Miss Bessie from back in the day, if you ever watched Lappin. And she freaking like hit you with the person stuff. And you'd get in arguments with her if you were a heel, which I was. And then of course, 97, I flipped or people flipped me. There she is in the back. She goes, I just got to tell you, I always, I always loved you. I yeah, always, I always even, loved when, you. even they hate you, they, they love, love you. You, you know, yeah, you, that, brought, you brought some type of reaction from their heart. Yeah. That's what I tell people today. In our days, we emotionally connected with the fans. Today, they do it. It's all visual high spots. And the bad thing about that is they never hook up emotionally because emotionally you're there forever. If you touch somebody's heart, yeah. Your fingerprint is on that heart forever. That's that should be the criteria right there. Where you made you feel? Well, you guys made us feel a lot when we saw that old DDT and that diamond cutter. That's what we're going to be talking about next week on DDP Snake Pit. But in the meantime, you can talk to either one of these guys over on Cameo. Tell us about some of the cameos you've been doing, Dallas. Oh God, some of the ones that. That I have had doing because so many people because of the program, you know, yeah, come man. to the cameo and uh, and then just re- regular wrestling fans who just want to get something for birth, you know, for their son's birthday or and like I say, nine years old. I've done cameos for nine year old kids, yeah. which that's really blew, blew, blew my mind. But I've had some real emotional ones. Yeah. Uh, like uh, let me just read this one to you because I got to tell you what happened off of this story. And it's mainly because of Paige. And uh, this this cameo 
I got, okay, how do I get here? Okay, get it again. All right, now I'm here. So here's what she sends me. 600 pounds, worrying I'm a lost cause and giving up hope. Trying DDPY, but can't stand or walk, discouraged. Is it possible for me to make it at such a large size? I don't want to die alone at 42 in my bedroom. Then it says more about Christy. And you're going to know about Christy because you're going to see her in times uh, in time to come. She says, I have limited space, no support system, used to encouraging others, but running out of momentum to keep going. Could use a kind word or a prayer. So that's one I got to really like, okay. And I know exactly what I would do today because of that's the first one I ever had like that. And Got on there and I do I do the same open all the time because that's Diamond Dallas page. And then at some point I get out of that and then I go, but that's not what this is about. This is about you and where you are in your life. And you know, do you want to live anymore? You know, so let's go with you do and let's go, you're ready to put the work in. And what I did in this scenario was I said, I'm going to give you something. I created this thing called the list. I don't talk to anybody until they do all of the list. And when you on my DDP yoga program, the very first thing that pulls up is the list. It's so everyone can see it. Because if you follow the yellow brick road, am I right, Jake? If I you follow the yellow brick road, you, you can't not win. Yeah. If you just follow the yellow brick road, because it will literally, it teaches you and educates you before you ever get on the mat, before anything. And I said, if you decide to do that and go through all of this, send info at ddpyoga.com, send your phone number, and there's a good chance my wife Paige will call you. Cause I'm not going to deal with a woman like that. If it was a guy, it would have been myself. Yeah. And right now, Christy is down. I want to say 72 pounds. Oh my gosh. And she wasn't 600. She was, she thought she was cause someone had said to her, you're 600 pounds. You're 600 pounds. Jesus, you're 600 pounds. And so she just assumed that. It's the story you tell yourself. Right. And when she finally got on a scale, she was 492. And she'd been doing the right work for two weeks. So sure, she was over 500, but that was irrelevant. But over the last, you know, four months or whatever it's been, uh, she's down 72 pounds. That's awesome. I was going to bring her in to um, the uh, change or die uh, house, but she couldn't get there yet because of when you're at that spot, you know, the standing, you know, it's building your strength up. And I, just can't believe how much stronger she's gotten in these last few months. And I'm super proud of her. And Paige is the main one who works with her, but I'm also a part of it. And uh, that's the kind of shit, you know, that, that comes from, you know, just from off a of cameo to me. And uh, uh, it's, it's life-changing. Check it out. We hope you guys will dig it. 
Uh, we're doing our best to entertain you every single week here on DDP snake pit. But if you're trying to overcome some challenges, if things look a little dark or a little bleak, or you just want to talk to somebody who's been there, who's done that, who's overcome, I can't think of better, two better guys to, uh, to lend an ear. Yeah. Cameo.com. Be sure to do it on the website, not the app. Uh, and, uh, we'll be back next week right here talking about DDP's diamond cutter and Jake, the snakes, DDT right here on DDP snake pit. See ya.